Attention. T minus 90 seconds in counting. All systems are go. Cause you'll swim with the swan, Disneyland, there is John, it's a small world after all. Yay! I found that right. I could stop the song, or do, do you want to just keep going? Imagine having sex, and that song comes on, <laughs> and then when the girl gets mad, you're like, you got a problem with Disney? Alright. What? I don't see this Going any further, and I don't. I did it anyway because I just got my rocks off with my bed. <laughs> now get out of here and make me a ham sandwich because the Adderall's wearing off. No need to continue. All right, that was a bizarre start. The Adderall's. Tweet us at the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. I'm Matthew Clark, John Hassinger, Michael Biscard will be joining us shortly, and uh-huh. John just got back from the happiest place on earth. Got back from Etcot, Cincinnati. Etcot, the the shuttle driver at the at the hotel, and there's just such, it's such a mess of a tale. I, I'm such a horrible planner. I'm a terrible planner. I, I really need to just leave it up to other people. I I can't throw surprises, and I can't like I the hotel that I booked us at. I thought it was on Disney property. It wasn't. It was about. <laughs> was it a Burtown warehouse? Thirty miles east. There was there was construction going on around us. It, it uh, was and like it's like the fireworks view, and I'm thinking, oh wow, like the fireworks are probably going off right outside our window. Yeah, you think you're in the castle itself, <laughs> the Cinderella's castle. We had to like get out on the balcony, and the fireworks looked like they were a million miles away. Uh. You know, like you could just see color. You couldn't really see, yeah. like, the sparkling and the different, you know, patterns. You might do. as well just put, like, glitter on the wall and, like, shine a black light on it. It's kind of the same thing. Like an old Windows screensaver. Just put that on. <laughs> That's how my July 4th was. Uh, Jen's sister was like, you got to come to this rooftop by, uh, you know, there's a college and you're here, CSUN. And you can see all the fireworks. It's a panorama view. I'm like, sounds good. Get up there. And it's they're all, like, 10 miles away. And I'm like, I, can't, uh, yeah. I can see fireworks on my phone that are a little bit clearer. <laughs> I could look up a video on YouTube of fireworks. So anyway, the the hotel we're at is like not as nice as I thought the one we were going to is. Okay. It's like 
a good a, a good Disney neighbor. They have like a, a th- you know like some sort of like qualification that's good Disney neighbor, which threw me off and made me huh. think that they were like in Disney's you know circle, but they're not. They're just kind of like you know Disney's Disney likes you guys. Like so you they're guys not really in the circle of life. No. So it wasn't so much. There was a little bit Matata there. It wasn't Hakuna Matata. No, it, it was not. There was worries. Right. There were worries, and the clientele, well, the people staying there, were kind of scary. And really, I didn't. I didn't even. They didn't. They make nothing clear. You know, they don't spell out anything. They're like, "All right, here, here's your card. Your room is this, and go over there and touch coupons and da da." And I'm like, "Okay, I just want to get in my room." Was so, it? Sorry, was it was the people there that, for lack of a better term, maybe they were like uh, on the tightest budget for yeah. getting to Disney. Like it was it, like a hundred dollars less, they wouldn't have been on that trip. Yeah. Like they would have been at Sesame Place if they, they didn't make that hotel. Skipped vacation that year. Okay. Um, a lot of Brits though. They were pretty cool. They were funny. This one girl comes up to the bartender. Well, it's like a yeah, it's like a restaurant bar, and they have a very small. Uh, breakfast menu. It's like sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin. Your choices are yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl comes up and goes, for the sausage, egg, and cheese, is the sausage like a burger? The guy goes, yes. She goes, pardon? <laughs> He's like, yes. Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> do, you, do you want a bit, do you want a spot of sweetness in that tea, do you? I shouldn't wonder. You'll have a biscuit as well. Actually, no, I'm good. We just came here for lunch. <laughs> Bit of a cock me on here. Uh, I just... Can I have the check, please? You can, can, have, a, you can have a dealie on the Mayfair. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I just want to go. A dealie on the Mayfair. I was, in, I was in England once, and I was, I was trying to meet somebody, and I didn't really know my way around at the time. And yeah. I didn't, my phone died, and it didn't matter because it didn't work there anyway. And I was like, oh, I miss like meeting this person. I don't know how to get a hold of them. I don't know how to use the phones here because it's like zero one one pound four. You know, I'm like, I don't know what yeah. to do. So I was asking everyone for a phone, and this lady was like, I'm sorry, love, I'm pissed, which means she's drunk. And I'm like, Ugh. so I, so I, I was like freaking out. I ran into a restaurant. And I went to the maitre d. I was like, the hostess. I was like, excuse me, I'm an American in an emergency, and I need to use your phone right now. And she goes. Okay, what, what is American emergency? I was like, I don't know. I think if I said that, you would think I'm some kind of like international guy. Yeah. Like, like we were we just invaded Iraq at the time. Like, I thought you would think I'm like important. I was like, yeah. I'm just, I just need the phone. She's like, you just have to ask for the phone. I was like, yeah, but I thought you would look at me like some kind of like Jason Bourne or something like that. Like, I came running in, you know, didn't work. I'm an American, but anyway. and I need you to fix this for me because I'm an trousers, your so- knickers. So we get up the next morning, and the shuttle guy's there, and he's like, okay, who's going to Etcot? Who is going to Etcot? And I'm like, Etcot? I'm like, when did they stop? Why did they start spelling it without a P? Etcot. I was like, Epcot? I'm like, we are. And at this moment, I'm texting Heather's best friend, and we're kind of coordinating. She's on her way. She's like minutes away, but we're walking towards the, the shuttle to get on the shuttle and, and leave. They're like running late. So we're like walking. I'm walking really slow, you know, cause it's Heather's best friend who's coming to surprise her for her birthday. The whole point of this thing. We're walking over, walking over. 
And Heather just jumps on the shuttle and I'm kind of like standing outside, kind of stalling, you know, I'm like, okay, where are they? And the guy goes, the Ethcott guy, he goes, hey, uh, where are your, where are your passes? And I was like, what? And they're like, where are your passes? And I show like my room key. I'm like this. He's like, no, you need the pass to drive shuttle. Oh, I'm like what? Yeah. Let me see your green card. I would, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm like, oh my. So I walk back in. As soon as I get back in there, I'm standing in line. Uh, Heather's best friend, Tara, her boyfriend comes walking around the corner. And I'm like, no, 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 go back. Hide. Evacuate. And I get up to the, finally, after waiting like five minutes, I'm like, I need a pass for the shuttle. We never got them. Oh, no, you have to go to this other desk. You jerk. I go to the other desk. There's like 15 people in it. I'm in, in line. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And Heather's like, let's just take an Uber. I'm like, okay, good call. We walk outside. As we're walking outside, her best friend Tara is walking towards us. Biscardi's joining. Welcome, Biscardi. Not an official story. I'm listening. I'd rather hear that. Never mind me. And, uh, you know, I just walk straight, and Heather's looking at her phone, like, getting the Uber. And I'm kind of blocking both of them. And at the last second, I just step out of the way, and her best friend is right in front of her. And she screams, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And within, like, a second, the Uber guy pulls up. We get into the cab and go to Epcot and just start drinking around the world. And within, like, 20 minutes, we were all hammered. You have to be. 20 <laughs> minutes and $300 deep. Tara was car- holding three different drinks at once. Triple fisting. It was quite impressive. <laughs> you get thrown into Disney jail. Our viewers like goofy and our listeners that don't know, and I'm not even 100% spun up on this. Let's talk about Uber. Because this seems to be the, the thing. This this is the the thing it's of the genius. 21st century. Yeah, you know, Zipcar kind of faded its way out. Uh, everybody says Zip. Uber was just brilliant. Um, is, does this sound like something that nobody could have thought of before for an app? Well, that's like, what blows my mind. I think Uber put Lyft to shame, too. You heard about Lyft first, and it was very big, and then Uber kind of took over, and you don't even hear people say, I, I took a Lyft. It's, it's Uber. It's Uber, Uber everywhere. I've yeah, Uber's Uber's crazy, man. I took an Uber in uh, Hawaii. Lyft the only is like time. the MySpace. Yeah, I didn't know how to use it. Yeah, I, did, I I downloaded the app and I didn't know you didn't have to tip them, so I was giving everyone like twenty bucks because oh, I was in Hawaii and I was like drinking mai tais. Yeah, <laughs> not knowing any better. We were talking. Uh, Michael Biscardi has joined us. We're talking about John returned from Epcot. And I have a question about Epcot. Epcot. You, Epcot. so I've been to Epcot many times. I think it's an awesome place. I've been once. Um, I don't really, I don't think I ever really got drunk there. I think the last time I went, I had what? some wine in Italy. But <sighs> were you drinking at each country? Like, were you in like Norway drinking it's crazy vodka. juice or whatever? It's crazy vodka uh, in in Norway. But <laughs> yeah, you go you go to every country. You start in uh, either Canada or Mexico. We went Canada because we knew it'd be less crowded. Mexico's well, just like Mexico. It's crazy and crowded, and yeah, it's very uh, like just long lines. Everybody wants tequila, so we go to Canada and we get a Labatt or you know some Canadian beer that's a little extra, and saunter to England. Go in the little pub and get like a Guinness and a, uh, what's it called? Black and tan. A Guinness and bass ale. Delish. And fish and chips. Mm-hmm. Blood and, pudding. And then, st- 
and then stroll Blood over to sausage. Rocco and get some weird vodka there, and maybe like a like a I don't know a beer, Moroccan beer. And so yeah, you get, and then in Italy you get like a big goblet of wine and maybe a bowl of noodles with some sauce and some mozzarella. A little mozzarella. You go to Japan, you go to Japan, and you do shots of sake and maybe get some sushi. Did you do all that? Yeah. That's you drink all under one big golf ball. You go, you go, yeah. you go to America and uh, you get yourself a soft pretzel and a <laughs> Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's wonderful. <laughs> If I did that much, I'd be arrested because I would be in the middle of the Seven Seas Lagoon peeing in the air and trying to catch it with my mouth. I think it'd be no. funny if the exchange rate was va- was was adjusted through all the countries to represent real world economy. Like you go to Mexico and you're like, I'll take a shot of uh, tequila. That'll be 7,000 pesos. I just have American dollars. You, you need to go exchange it. And you spend yeah. half your day exchanging money. Yeah. You just spend the day yeah. in, in Europe countries, European countries, so you can use the euro. And you're like, I don't – you teach them real-world lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Women are allowed to show their faces in Morocco. I actually don't remember the inside of Epcot Center, but that's because the last time I was there was the summer of 1985. And I just don't oh, wow. Yeah, I um, I hated it. it. It's it's like the science part of of Disney, you know, like that's their whole gimmick. Like mm. it's learning and the future and yeah. And I, you know, so when I was a kid, I didn't like it, but now it's awesome. And it also has all the countries, and you mm. can throughout like an eight or nine hour day, you can really uh, tie one on. But it's like twelve mm. mini vacations. Like in Germany, yeah. you get big Stein and the Kirbese, and everybody gets like a bite or two. And separated. The uh, I I thought Epcot was cool as a kid for the countries and everything like that. They have all those countries, but yeah, like Figment, the science thing was kind of cool. But then they had all those like uh, interactive uh, rides where you'd sit, you'd stand yeah. in like a moving thing, and they would tell you about like space and volcanoes. And I was like, I don't, I'm a kid. Yeah, I, I don't care. Kid. I'll learn about that in school. I'm here on vacation. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. We don't, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, You'll be quizzed after you leave. Oh. In school, I don't even. I can't even really understand it. I'm 12. Mm-hmm. I just saw Canada was one of the uh, countries at Epcot. I forgot about that. Yeah, Canada's where you start, and you get a Labatt Blue or a Molson. Hev- <laughs> heavy Canadian beers like moonshine. Yeah, moonshine. right. John Stewart. And um, yeah, Italy. It, but it was the food and wine festival, so it was jam packed. Like I've oh, been there nice. on New Year's Eve, and it was crowded. It was it was even more crowded to, uh, yesterday. So it was a lot of lines. But we'd get a drink and then drink it while waiting in line. And by the time we were done our drink, we were done you were and ready to up and gassed. Yeah. How, and, how uh, does the golf ball still have the uh, Mickey hand on the side, or did they take that down? No, they took that down. I remember. I forgot about that. It was weird. It's like a wand. Like, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> There's a crap. Out of it. <laughs> crazy there. What, what else do you guys do there? Did you guys go to the any other parks, or were you just uh, Epcotting around? I mean, that's enough. Dude, it was like that's Epcot enough. at noon. We got there at, like we got in at noon. We had to wait in line for a ticket for about forty minutes. Uh, yeah. We got in, and we were back to the hotel at like seven. So yeah, it was like seven hours, eating, drinking, being merry, yeah. taking selfies, <laughs> and I had my, um, I had my women's 
U.S. soccer shirt on that Ooh. says World, World Champions. And it's like black and gold and it's just very – and I, I, I'm there and I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of people from a, a whole bunch of other countries in, uh, in Epcot right now. And they really care about soccer and we don't. And I'm walking around with this shirt like, world champions. You get bad looks. <laughs> yes, I was, especially in the, uh, the English like pub. Because, right. you know, that's, that's, every, that's like football. Some hooligans take you outside and kick your ass. <laughs> but, they don't, but they don't leave England because they just want you to have the English experience of football hooliganism. <laughs> yeah, the random English uh, hooligan bullies. You, you forget to pay for a candy sweet Morocco and they cut off your left hand. <laughs> your, your, your fiance has to cover up. She can't, no skin's allowed to be seen. In Italy, if you skip out on the tip, they break your thumbs. They break your <laughs> In Germany, you shouldn't tip at all because they don't tip here, neither do the French. That's yeah, you don't, t- don't tip at all. They don't have a France there, do Oh, they do have a France. They have a yes, France. We had uh, like a crazy some caviar, some Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah caviar in a. Really? In a, it's a little caviar, little. I believe, is actually German, though, isn't it? The caviar in a. Just take credit for it. Yeah, they take credit for everything. They're, they're the chefs. <laughs> they take credit for bailing themselves out. <laughs> crazy. Um, we had that. We had it was yeah escargot in mm-hmm. croissant, and then this pork tenderloin and like mashed potatoes. Oh, it was killer. Oh, that sounds good. So good. Just a little, good little snack there in France. China's super crowded. Overly crowded. McDonald's, a huge McDonald's right in the middle. Uh, China. We kind of skimmed through China because the only thing they have there that has alcohol is this like plum wine. And your teeth rot out right after you swallow it. Yeah, I think I had that once, oh. plum wine, uh, and I don't remember where, but I, I do recall it being. It was a little too sweet for me. This is like China? Imagine, imagine apple juice, like a cup of apple juice and a cup of sugar poured into it. No That's thanks. plum Chinese alcoholic wine. And it just nope. ferments itself from there. And yeah. just, <laughs> it hurts. I went, I went oh. wine tasting on uh, Friday with some people from work, and I never had Moscato. And uh, that was one of the things, yeah. and I, I had like to like the spit pride it out. of Arkansas. It was so <laughs> gross. Texas, as a matter of fact, they're big on. Yeah, I thought it was so. Everybody used to back in Texas and Arkansas. Everybody used to talk about it like Scott. it was mother's milk. Oh, it was so oh, disgusting. Yeah, I don't like sweet alcohol. I mean, I won't. I wouldn't drink like a Midori with, you know, like it's it's just just a bad case of the heads. I actually yesterday. I went down to the uh, show the the Mrs. the Bucks County Wine Trail, uh, the Sandcastle Winery. Had a nice tasting, oh. and um, yeah, I was trying to. I was in pressing her because the the guy he was serving. I don't know if he's a part owner or not, but uh, you know he was Italian, and and I could tell. And so I hadn't spoken Italian to anybody in a long time, and never in front of her. So you know, I pull out the Wait, old. You speak stuff. Italian? I got by. Oh, that. cool. But, um, no, they, it was so nice because I was like, there's no Moscato. I've been on the Arkansas wine trail, and, and Mos- every winery is trying to compete to do the better Moscato. And we got moonshine. They all end up on there. They all end up in that big bucket. Yeah. Big bucket. I like wine tasting with people that don't really know wine that well because you can kind of make things up. 
Well, yeah. you see, this Sauvignon Blanc here, it's a little bit drier because the year that this was made and fermented, it didn't rain as much. So they weren't as saturated as opposed to the 2006, which had an, you know. Look, man, just, well, just give it to me. I'll let my taste buds decide. Yeah, just give it to me. Down the hatch. It's like a, a tribe of monkeys invaded this vineyard, and uh, that means the grapes were eaten, so the weather changed, and they shit in the grapes, and that's drink this wine is a little bit dry because manuel over there who's stepping on the grapes pees in them <laughs> so it kind of takes out the well, takes stopped. out the zest <laughs> it's not very zesty but it is sterile but it is sterile <laughs> drink it um and yeah we we got out dude like i said we went to bed at like eight o'clock and woke up at eight o'clock so <laughs> had no hangover Left at 9.30 and got home at 11.30. I've never made it that fast. Wow. No, no traffic. It was glory. And, uh, yeah, here we are. I'm getting excited for the Eagles in about two hours. Right. I'm doing a little podcast. Giants-Cowboys right now are having a – there's a lot of flags being thrown out there. It's awesome. A lot of flags. Really? Lawyer flags. Oh, yeah. Lawyer flags. A lot of flags. Recently. I missed my Jet game today. Oh, they fought a hard battle. But I saw about – yeah, right. Maybe five minutes, and then, uh, but I had to take care of business. Maybe we'll talk about later. But yeah, I just I, all I wanted to do was sit down and watch a football game. At the same time, uh, it, I don't know if it was worth watching, but that's essentially what I under uh, my understanding of it was. It was a pretty tough, hang in there kind of game. Yeah, they played like eighty percent of the game. And <laughs> sadly, you can't do yeah. that against Tommy. I tried watching a no. movie last night, and ADD has taken over my life, where if I try to watch a new movie I haven't seen, it's like a football game, like I'm kind of starting off really good, it's a football team that's losing, and then by like midway, like I'm trying, but like I'm yawning, and like I'm kind of not in the game, and then like it's just a blowout by like 50 minutes in, no idea what's going on, <laughs> just not doing it. I'm not let involved, me, not let, let me mention something funny when... Uh, you mentioned Epcot and Disneyland. I, you guys have been there, and if you haven't, I'm sure you've heard. They have such yeah, a tight. I mean, it's they have an Disney has an endless flow of money. Oh yeah. And the parks are so expensive. They have such a tight mm. run, such a tight ship with security and keeping it clean. Um, you could literally throw a piece of trash on the ground, walk ten feet, you turn around, that will be gone in like thirty seconds. They have guys. I'll talk about this a little bit, but I read they have uh, you know maintenance workers. They have an underground tunnel system at the parks, and they'll actually come out of yes. like the trees and clean it up. And they're always happy. I, I was there for my birthday three years ago at Disneyland. I think I might have oh, mentioned really? this before, but I had Disneyland. one of those birthday pins. Mm. Jen just like it's his birthday. They gave me a pin, and I was in the men's room taking a leak, and there was a maintenance worker there cleaning, <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, Matt, happy birthday." And in any other situation, it would be weird. But I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah. As I'm like, yeah. you know, my put my dick my back in. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. You need a hand? You need a hand? And their security is so tight. We were on the last ride of the night was It's a Small World. And I was it was like 11 o'clock. The parade was that. about to happen. What's that? That's the only ride I remember. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like Epcot for kids. You know, you're, I mean, Epcot's for kids. But we're going It's a Small World. And the ride was was done, and we're waiting to get off, and we're in the tunnel, and we're like 20 feet from the, the exit, and the ride stops. They're like, just a moment, oh, folks. it always stops. It'll be a minute. <laughs> That's fine. I'm at Disney. I don't mind. 
there was yeah. a family in front of us with this little kid that had a loaded diaper. Oh, and no. it was so uh, gross. And I was getting – and, and we're still in the tunnel. We're still like – we're not in the open – like it's it, – the stench is like making me gag. So I just said to Jen, I said, look, I, I have to go. Like I'm going to throw up. Like this is disgusting. And so she's like, all right, you got to do it. You got to do it. So we, we got out of the ride. Like when it was stopped, we walked over to where the, the um, deck was and then we walked off the ride. Like we were done. Yeah. Not joking you. We were swarmed by four guys in black suits and sunglasses <laughs> at nighttime. And they were like, why did you go off the ride, sir? And I was like, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not trying to break any rules. They're like, well, it's there for your protection and the protection of others. I said, look, I know that kid had a loaded diaper. Please, yeah, like, I don't know what you're going to do. But and they were like, no, just don't do that again because it's, you know, it's there for your safety. But I was like, okay. They, they kind of got it when I mentioned the loaded diaper and did the point. <laughs> But it was like Secret Service. They came yeah. out of nowhere with ear radios yes. and black suits. There's a train leaving in five minutes. It's insane. You want to be on that train now, don't you, Mr. Clark? You want to be on that train? Please. <laughs> Another thing, too, is there are thousands of feral cats that Disney lets loose in the park at night to keep the mice population down. What? And they take care of these cats. They give them vet treatment. They feed them. They live in very comfortable air-conditioned homes during the day. And at night, they let them loose. So ironically, Disney is killing the mouse every night after the park Amazing. closes. Mm. Amazing. You know, my fondest memory of Disney World, I've never been to Disneyland, never been to Euro Disney. I don't even know if it still exists. But my fondest memory of, of Disney World, summer of 1985, was I was sitting in a limousine. And I said, oh, my God, there's oh a phone. Oh, my God. This car has a phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like presidential unheard of at the time. You know, like, yeah. Like that. Four years old. That's the coolest thing in the world. I vaguely remember the trip, except for Small World. Um, that is cool. I do, I do remember that. But yeah, it's not, we were waiting. We had a limousine. And this wasn't even in, in Florida. This was this was in New York. We were on our way to Kennedy Airport. And I just remember. That's so cool. There's a phone in a car. And you want to make a call, even if it's to, like, yeah. check the time. You're like, I just need to do this. I think this. there was even a television, like a little old Zenith box or something in there. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's the only thing I really remember. That's cool when, you, yeah, when, you, when you're a kid and you see that. You're like, this is very, this is important. And then, of course, you know, I got it was my first time on an airplane. Oh yeah, which was cool. Yeah, flying used to be fun. Them. They used to give you like a blanket yeah. and a meal and peanuts. I could just wait for you on the other side, and you just hope that you can make it to point B on the time that you scheduled to be there that you paid for. Those phones basically came with like, what was it? It was like a leather box. With like uh, Velcro and like an antenna and it was plugged that, into the yeah. wall that like the yeah. the tape so pillar or something. It was like an army phone where you're like, yeah. you know, Alpha Jane yeah. and this is Zula, I need you to drop it, get my men out of here, you know, and like the guy gets I got shot. Charlie everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the it, beach is not is secure. Epcot is not secure. It's like this over. As a matter of fact, remember Apple. when they were on the back seats yeah. of of seats on an airplane. I don't even think they do that anymore. Oh, yeah, and they would pop yeah. out. You ran your credit card. if you Yeah, it would pop out. Yeah, remember there used to be ashtrays on the plane and, like, there was always a seat, like, open yeah. next to you. Like, you could – there are plenty of flights I took to Florida to see my dad 
And I would like go to sleep laying across like a whole aisle of empty seats. Like it wasn't, oh, nice. it wasn't like a uh, slaughterhouse like it is today, where they're yeah, like, now go pack your fat asses in there. <laughs> and the only thing you hope for, you see, it's so crowded, is you hope that they'll offer you to, to take another flight, but you'll make a lot of money on it, which oh. I've done a couple of times. Yeah, right. I remember coming back from London once. It was I made like four hundred one pounds was the exact number. Which you know at that time equated like six hundred fifty dollars or something, and I said, wow. "Yeah, sure, I'll take another flight." But, <laughs> so I don't know how they, these companies make any money overbooking these people because they oversell flights, and I guess that's just bad bookkeeping. It's all over the place. They used to have airlines. The terminals become like a bartering ground in like uh, New Delhi, India. It, it used to be um, it used to be like thirty carriers, and they were all competing. They were all doing horrible, but you could get flights for like twenty bucks to. You know, wherever, and now because there's only four, they're just they're, they just can't keep up with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's become like a bartering ground. You go to a terminal. Uh, anybody that would like to uh, forfeit their tickets, we will give you a five star accommodation in uh, a jacuzzi suite, followed by breakfast. <laughs> you know, this sounds better than actually where I'm going. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going home to to schlep it around in the snow and and play with myself. But you know, let's do uh, let's stay overnight in Phoenix. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Can you throw yeah, in some you... tickets to Sedona tomorrow and maybe a hooker? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want tickets to Sedona. Yes, you do. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna read through these real quick. We'll cap out this Disney uh, trivia thing. But um, here's some things about Disneyland and Disney World that you might not know about. Awesome. Number one, Walt Disney had an apartment above the fire station on Main Street, Main Street USA, when being built. Walt was so busy traveling between Burbank and Disneyland's construction site, he had an apartment built so he can keep an eye on the progress. He would always turn a light on in front of the window so that workers would know when he was in the park. Huh. You can see the window of the apartment from the street today, and the light is always on. Oh, that's cool. Hey, did, he, did Walt hmm. Disney have any heirs? Um, like, who has his money? Yeah, like... Uh, his family and grandchildren. I don't think, and like I don't think Roar Di Roy Disney, his brother, I think, owned it when he died. So it like went to his mm. brother, and then it went down from there. Okay, I gotta check it out because it's 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 a public Big company, so it's like the board. Yeah, like is there one sole owner, like one f person who can you know make a final decision? Yeah, I think the CEO. They're publicly uh, traded and owned, so they have like a board of directors and all that. It almost you know. went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Disney though, it's tricky, is because they have so many like divisions. There's like oh my the, God. the, the whole yeah. thing is the Walt Disney Company is like the the umbrella, and then there's like the parks, and then like the Disney, Disney Channel, movies. Yeah, the ABC characters that they basically the Disney oh. stores. Yeah, so I guess Which all I don't of, even know if they still have those. They still got the Disney and, stores. I don't know how much. How popular they are, but I think all the they're like legs Super and arms, like ESPN and all that, have their own person in charge because they have to run that. Yeah. But then there's like the. But I mean, what's his name? Directors. Michael Eisner was CEO, cha chairman. Yeah. For yeah. A good he number was like the head guy. And then, like overnight, they said, "You're out of here." Yeah. Yeah. He was, and then he he was like president and CEO, and then he became a CEO, and then like mm -hmm. he disappeared, and then he was on the board. It, it, it's bizarre. Yeah. I'll read a few more here for you if you're interested. Yeah, come on. Let's do it. There are special window dedications in the storefronts on Main Street, USA. The names in the windows are given as credits to the people who contributed to the parks. Some are characters or stories. 
They typically appear as a fictional business name and or refer to hobby device by that person. For example, Walt Disney's window is located at the Main Street Cinema and is labeled Disneyland Casting Agency. So they have all these kind of fake signs, but they're oh my real gosh. people. Mm. Let me get some more interesting ones here for you. So much. Um, here's, here's one that's kind of Jews. There's a good one. <laughs> yeah, some say he was... Uh, no, it's actually, I think, a, a lamented fact. I believe he was a huge anti-Semite. Yeah, like, didn't they say he based some of the characters? That yeah. They actually yeah. look mm. like he's kind of knocking yeah. on... Yeah, <laughs> kind of uh, doing a play. <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic now, because uh, Hollywood's run by Jews. Of course. All right, here we go. Here's a few of them. They're okay. I want to find some, like, Club 33 stuff. There you go. Uh, Disneyland's address is code for Mickey Mouse. Disneyland's address is 1313 Disneyland Drive, Anaheim. 13th letter of the output is M. Uh, you can see the wheelhouse of the Mark Twain riverboat and meet the captain. You know, that little riverboat that yeah. floats around. You can, in fact, view the wheelhouse at the top of the ship. You need to know a specific phrase to ask in order to do this, but half the fun is figuring out the paraphrase, so I won't write it here, according to this author. Politely ask various cast members around the park, and one of them may give you instructions on what to do for that day. If you're deemed worthy, you'll be given a special password, and if you say it to the, uh, the driver of the ship, you will be placed there, uh, and you, he can take a nap. Uh, like there's pictures here of people. I guess they're, they're not really steering the ship. It's it's on. Right, it's like underground. But that's kind of so interesting. funny, though. That's cool. Mm. That's right, I'm gonna read one more here. It's really cute. It's really sexy. It's really. <laughs> it's really special. <laughs> These are so funny, man. There's so many hidden things. What about all the like here. sexual things that are hidden in all the? Disney? Oh gosh, we can get are into they that real? too. Are they fake or they myth? Uh, there's some I can tell you a few, but uh, I'll, I'll read one more here. One more secret of the park, Club okay. Thirty Three, the secret club inside of Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, is located right next to the Blue Bayou. The inconspicuous door is painted uh, nauseum green to keep the location more secretive. As you leave the Blue Bayou, you can see the entrance to Club Thirty Three, an exclusive members-only club with a five-star restaurant and bar to your left. There is a passcode box located near the door. Club 33 is the only place in Disneyland where alcohol is served, and it is also famous for its decor. The club is filled with memorabilia from the Disney archives, and the elevator is an exact replica of one that Disney saw in the French Quarter of New Orleans. And there is a 10-year there's a 10-year waiting list to get in on that to that club. Oh, holy sheesh! I don't think I would. Uh, that's got to be a status thing for like board members or something. I don't think I want to go to Disneyland and be mm. ushered away to drink privately. Like, you yeah, want like to... it's a speakeasy or something. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Come on. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It so must be cool lot. if it's a 10-year waiting list. <laughs> right. That's insane. It can't be Gadsby but, to get in. Yeah. yeah. They have Elton John's piano in the uh, lobby there that you can play of Club 33. Oh, I, um, I guess. They could yeah. be lying. They could be total fake. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Elton yeah. John's. Uh, right. Yeah. That says that, that's a replica from 101 Dalmatians of Rogers piano. No, no, it's a real piano, sir. It's a drawing. 
In fact, I just saw you put in the finishing touches. You did it on a napkin 10 minutes ago. Give me money. There's a 10-year waiting list, you mooch. What's your last name? Clark. It's not Clark Witz, is it? No. No, no, no. I'm, I'm German-Irish. All right. You may enter. I don't like this place. It's not happy anymore. Uh... It's... <laughs> As a few, and I'll see you. What? I mean, your seats are ready. What? Um, yeah, there, in Disney movies, there's a lot of uh, perverted stuff. Yeah, like, is that real? Because, I mean, I've seen the priest and his boner uh, yeah. in, in The Little Mermaid. That's insane. That was real. Yeah, I saw that, too. It, that's real. Um, so like, remember that. Remember when sex was written out in the the yeah. fairy dust or something, or, or leaves, whatever, in, in Lion King. Yeah, in Lion King. Yes. And uh, what was another big? Oh, what take else? off your clothes. Remember that one in Aladdin when when Robin oh, Williams throws a little teenagers. zinger and take off your clothes. Oh, take off your clothes. The 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 biggest one was in the Rescuers. There was a frame in when there. I think Bianca, whatever the character's name was, they're on like a little cart going down this thing, and they're passing an apartment building. It, and for a split second, uh, one frame of the film, there's a topless woman, like not an animated one, like an actual photo they put in there. And there was one. They had to like recall it. No, no, that's it. It was just there was another movie. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a zoom into this animated house in the woods and a little television playing, and there was actually what not an animation, but a real porno. Oh. And I don't remember the movie. Oh, I gotta find so, that one. Why? Yeah. So oh, that was my dad's house it. last week. <laughs> yeah. I gotta look that up. Love all that stuff is so funny. Yeah, I haven't watched a Disney movie in so long, so I, I don't know how many have developed since then. But uh, that was really what they became notorious for: was sexual innuendos. Yeah, little hidden things, like even on the cover of, I believe, the Little, the little Mermaid. Yeah, the, the VHS. The yeah. The and then they, they caught on. Yeah. <laughs> because I think some guy got fired, the artist or whatever. <laughs> yeah. To take it out, he called them all a bunch of dicks. I'll get you. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you something. But now, like, that, that video cassette is probably worth a lot of money if you took it to pawnbrokers oh, yeah. on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> yeah. I'll get it down at the black market mm-hmm. right next to the Mexican ice cream. There was a movie called, uh, or is a movie called Song of the South. Which I, I saw it in the theaters in like 1986. Disney put it out, but they never, um, they've never released it on VHS or DVD now or online, and they never will because if you've ever seen the movie, you can probably YouTube some clips. There's extremely racist um, scenes in there. They have a character in there called the Tar Baby, oh, uh, which gets the tar the on them with big lips and. Oh. The whole time, it's uh, the the movie takes place during the Civil War Reconstruction period, like eighteen seventy to eighteen eighty. What's the and name? Of the movie? Song of the South. And the whole time, Uncle Ramus, the uh, the lead actor, is trying to get to Atlanta because everyone knows that the place for a black man to go to in eighteen eighty was Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's the last place you'd want to go to as a black man in eighteen eighty. And the scenes they had, men, black men working in the field, singing happily, like slaves. But then Disney's like, no, 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 it's it's after the Civil War. It's like, yeah, that's that's pretty painting of the life of a slave. They're all working hard, Georgia. saying, like, we work all day. Uh-huh. And uh, 
they, they'll yeah. never release you it. Paul but. Robeson still singing Old Man River off yeah. the distance. Oh, yeah. isn't this like there Super was a, when I was in Ann's got some great songs in it. Yep. Isn't that the song you're talking about? Clark? Yeah. No, no, no. Old Man That's River. He just keeps oh. rolling along. He don't plant taters. He don't pick cotton. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. that's the second song. It's the song of the South. No, but uh, but yeah, that's from that movie. You know, it's funny. I was in Andersonville, Georgia, about five years ago. I didn't get a picture of this. <laughs> Somebody did, but it, it was Andersonville. It was a little tiny, like movie set type town. It's what it looked like a, war, a Civil War movie set town. And oh, cool! I went into this little ice cream shop. Ice cream shop with little trinkets, windowsills. One of those trinkets was a piggy bank. It was nice. a, a, a black man in a top hat. And written on the piggy bank, uh, I'll, I'll find the, the, the next closest word from sounding derogatory. Oh, it said no. Jolly Negro Bank, but it said something else beside you know in the middle. Wow, this was on sale at a public store, and it was this thing. Yeah, it was this. Whoa! It, it, the 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 little man had these big gigantic lips with, and there was you know these big smiling teeth, but the lips were all giant. Hold the watermelon. Hold back and the Josh and such back on it. Oh my gosh! And, and put on a public display. So make it out, well. Gosh. <laughs> what did we were we talking about slavery? Is that did we segue into slavery from Disney? Yeah. We segued <laughs> right into that like a runaway train. The anti-Semitism sparked the racism. We yep. just crowbar that in like yeah. John and a pina colada on a Tuesday morning. What? Look at that text. Put American in the show before we banned from. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, we, we all have Jewish friends. I'll call. Well, I'll call before they we get canceled for being considered uh, you know, showing. Well, we're not picked up right now, so I think we should get it all in now. And then once we get signed, we'll become a bunch of pussies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking Soda. about uh, soda biscuits. Uh, <laughs> they are delicious. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, salmon boys. Yes. They made from any hand, but the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yes. Yeah. Instead of kosher, no, we're not going to get in there. Kosher. What the hell is wrong with people? Mike, you got anything uh, to fuel what? the fire today? The fire of New. All right, let's segue into this. Um, let's talk. Let's get back to the price gouging again. We always talk about the uh, the airlines. Let's talk about real estate. Biggest racket. Oh, oh, especially in California. Of really legal robbery. This is this is legal robbery, pure and Barely. simple. So uh, we found the good news is my wife and I found a place. We are settled. Oh, congratulations! A nice place near the nice. hill area of Staten Island. Yep. Um, nice. And uh, we're we're pretty pleased with the place. The broker that we're dealing with is a sweetheart. I, I thought she reminded me a little bit of an aunt of mine. Um, you know, sweet little Italian lady. But man, what are you paying for people? What are we paying for? 
of everything that these guys are talking about in the in the upcoming election. And I really hope Trump, I know we're all about capitalism as I am, but I would not really be not me. I'm if a monarchy. something was done for the government to come down on the price gouging of real estate brokers. Because all this woman did was put up a Craigslist ad, call a couple of references, and I won't get into figures, but she earned herself a nice commission into the four figures. Let's just. Oh my that. gosh. Oh. And I pretty much, and I handed it over to her. And uh, yeah, I'm not. I, People got to make money. I understand that. I'm not adverse to that. It equates to a full month's rent. You know, this is New York, and and that's not the only time. Obviously, I've lived all over New York City. One time, I think I paid an apartment in Midtown Manhattan. I think I shelled out about forty five hundred dollars once for a broker fee. Oh my gosh! But in in a situation like that, the the you got to pick upstairs to the house. You know, you're you're First line manager's got to make a piece of the pie, and then the company's got to get a piece of it. So you get the real estate broker gets a percentage. I think this woman got the entire matzo ball in her hand when I just gave her that check. But you know, she said and she's got your balls in her hand after that price. I even said to her, "Man, I think I need to switch careers. I think I need your job." She said, "Oh no, you don't understand how hard it is out there. This might be my only." Income till January. I said something wah, wah, tells me if wah. you got it this easily from me, then needing it. People need to live. People need apartments, and you brokers just get in the way. You just, oh yeah, yeah. You, Between that and car salesman, let's just do wholesale, right to the source. You're making sure that uh, we can't deal directly with the landlord or the management company or whatever. So what's wrong with this here? Why are we charging? Why are we paying so much? Because we have to. We have to pay that broker's fee. And the, the market is so saturated. Is broken. Tell the, the – write your congressman. Yeah. And this has to stop. They're part of – I mean it's so saturated too. The amount of real estate agents in a single area is insane. I mean everyone's competing against 20 people and they're all with three different companies. I mean it's just – it's all over the place. And it's such a ripoff. Even don't you have to pay to get a license? Like, why yeah. is that? <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. My security license is about a thousand bucks, roughly, to do my, to, and which I have to update every two years. I mean, the Department of State makes a fortune off that. Oh, uh, it's, it's a America. racket, man. That is a true racket. Where, where'd you buy your house? Are you in a? You said you're in in Staten Island or nearby? No, we're on Staten Island. It's uh, right around, right around the Todd Hill, uh, Emerson Hill area. So you know, I, I showed her my wife around and make sure she really liked the place. So I had to, you know, I had to really turn her on with some of the local attractions. I said, I'll show her the Godfather house. So I take her down to Emerson. I'll show her the Godfather. And I drive down, and I and I said, well, or since we're on the, uh, we're taking the tour here. Let's look at the real mob house. This is the Paul Castellano mansion, ah. which, uh, which you I bought. I think it's broken into from time to time nowadays. Yeah. But um, you know, we like it. It's a it's a nice, quiet place. It gets away from the, the midtown riffraff, and it's totally. It's so different from Texas. But, you know, I'm going to segue this one into we're going right. to talk about racism again. Wait, hold on one sec, one sec. Hold the phone. Did you guys make settlement yet? 
Yes. Okay, because you think you did, but I just contacted the realtor, uh, the broker, and had that revoked. You're going back to Texas, boy. Put the HQ to suck. That's a speed of me, too. <laughs> Congratulations, though. That's great. Yeah, when that's when I'm back east in December, I'll stop by. It, I'll come by and give but you a house. We're very pleased gift. with the with the residents. It's really yeah, it's a nice neighborhood. Um, Congratulations! Happy to be back in the northeast. Yeah. Okay, so I had to make sure she was north. The house woman. What? Mm. So huh? after um, afterwards, my I pay all the money. My wife says to me, "Well, you'll definitely have something to talk about." And what the hell is wrong with people? And I said. I guess there's an upside to everything because I didn't really have anything to talk about until I, you know, shelled out the big bucks. But then afterwards, uh, I just wanted to watch the Jets game. I'm like, this cut into my entire afternoon. I just wanted to watch the Jets game. So let's let's find a bar. And the nearest one was – and that was just across – this bar was across the street from the 24-hour checks cashing place where I had to write the money orders because this goes to show you how much money that I had to shell out because I couldn't I maxed out my withdrawal from the ATM it's a Sunday I can't walk into the bank so I had to find a place to after I I withdrew all my money from my account then I had to go find a place to get more money in another form of cash because I couldn't get that much cash so I find you know one of those 24 hour places where uh, people are so desperate cash rules everything around you you gotta get the money speaking of the the Wu-Tang Clan and former Staten Island residents actually I don't even know if they're from oh yeah it's a little bit but anyway so we after I pay all this money we find a bar I just gotta gotta watch the game and I'm starving too I haven't eaten anything all day oh that makes it so much worse yeah like Matt probably is right yeah oh no I had I had a turkey hoagie before but it amplifies everything So we find this place across the street, and we walk in, and uh, my wife gets a little nervous. She doesn't think that um, she feels very comfortable being uh, a Mexican, now a Mexican-American. Congratulations, Uh, Senora. Bienvenido. Amiado. And... uh, In New York, aren't there a whole bunch? I mean, this is just like a bit of everything. Puerto Ricans. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but this was an Irish bar on Staten Island. You got to understand, these are union workers. These are the these. This is the working man's place. Staten Island's a very blue collar place, and but you know I was happy. So I, I said to her, "These are my kind of people. You know, I'm hipster free. I'm home and I'm hipster free. Yeah, it's not like being, you know, in Greenwich Village with the, the beards and the flannel shirts and the wingtip shoes. I'm, I'm I'm with the real people." And she says to me, "I think I'd rather be around the hipsters." Ah, <laughs> this guy next that, to us and he's talking. Sounds <laughs> like a anti-Semitism. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. That's how you make money. Jews are are ruining the world. The fucking Jews are taking over. What a tolerant man. That's how you make money, though. You you have to have realtors. What's that? A cab driver in San Francisco went on a tirade like that. And I'm in it. Heather and I are in in the car. And he's going on and on about the Jews. I'm like, hey, uh, Uh, check out out the last name on that credit card. It's Levine. Yeah. The credit card that you're not going to be swiping because I would report you for a hate crime. Yeah, what you can do, you can probably have sued the company for that. And made some good money. That's what that's what realtors need to do, and brokers they need to put down like you know how foods say like gluten free, you know, dairy free. You need to do like hipster free, you know, for areas like I'm, I need something that's hipster free, hipster free zone, and Middle Eastern free. Well, that rules out, uh, 
you know, Gyro's peak here, but uh, Beesville has <laughs> is just what you're looking for. Beesville. Beesville. <laughs> so she Be- is a minority there in uh, Staten Island. Beesville. Beesville. Well, yeah, and, and I, I remember it was funny because she said there was a didn't you you weren't paying attention you were too busy watching the game but I was looking around and I could see people giving me the ugly stare I said from where she said oh. from the right side of the bar I said but honey that guy was black what would he be looking at you for right. <laughs> maybe they thought she was pretty and they were like they're probably used to seeing like women in that kind of bar that's what I said was she the only like were, were there less than like four girls in the whole bar yeah they weren't terribly attractive there it is that's what it is she's probably that's exotic she, they probably see an exotic looking girl yeah. And they're in there and they're drinking and, you know, it's eye candy for them to look at, you know. Right. And I started thinking to myself, I said, okay, you know, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not getting in on the racist rants or anything, but I'm comfortable (laughs) just being around a good old fashioned, you know, straight. The New Yorkers who haven't moved to Jersey yet or Connecticut or Florida. Um, I'm just around some good, hardworking people. She's feeling uncomfortable, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, she wants to go back to Texas, doesn't she? <sighs> Whoa. Uh, and, and, but, a, no, but she didn't allude to that, right? You just, you're no, thinking no, this. she said, she, but she likes the neighborhood yeah. we're in. I just said, look, this is just a dive bar. I just wanted to watch the game. I thought right. there might be a food here. There wasn't any food there, but I just, I need to catch a glimpse of the game. That's all she we had to tell you. That's it. Not to mention, yeah, not to, we're not going to be regular. We'll find here. our place. Right. Yeah, we'll we're not moving it upstairs mm-hmm. yet. Actually, we we'll are. It's the place. place yeah. Shit. <laughs> I think she'll realize once she, she. I mean, she's been in New York before, obviously, with you. But once she, it, you guys move there and you realize you're in the most diverse, like, you know, county in the in the world, that uh, you're well, right there by the city. Well, this county is not New York County. Nah. I mean, she's not totally used to this part of. The city, which I've always said, you know, Staten Island really shouldn't even be a borough of New York City. And sometimes I think it should just be sold off to Jersey. But, you know, I like it now. I'm not, I just, I'm $25! Like it. <laughs> I, I bid too bid. Sold. So she had a new car. Yeah. A new car. So look, I don't feel like spending the big bucks for the hustle bustle that I just don't want anymore. Because, you know, it's bum free. I don't have to That's deal with deal, the That's a big deal, man. That's The vagrants. I just... You know, we've talked That's about that deal. on what the hell is wrong with people at other segments of the show. That's a big deal, yeah. It's a big, That's a big thing deal. with us. We are not fans. Remember that. Yeah. If you but, are one, right. don't be one. Something else. Get a job. Get a job. Just pump gas. And that's what I like about the hardworking people. You know, a bunch yeah. of union guys talking about their unions. Unions, yeah. Hardworking guys. Good blue collar dudes. Working with the hands. I like to work with my fist, my mind. <laughs> with my hands business. And then I How had far are you from? Me, I loved working with my hands. Like, all right, can everybody just be happy with what they do? Are you a sculptor? <laughs> Why? Because you're so good with your hands. <laughs> I work with my mind. <laughs> oh, sorry, what were you saying? The word is that. Are you good with your hands? What? How about I'm a sculptor? <laughs> How good was <laughs> Mike? How far are you from the airport? If you fly into, uh, what do you fly into? JFK and take. Actually, you're closer to New York. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Ooh, New York. Good. Good. New York. New York. New York. I'm thinking about buying some property in Newark. It's up and coming. Clark, no, it's not. <laughs> it's dangerous. 
That's crazy. One of those places that if you were an absentee landlord, uh, you might uh, you might come check up on it one day, and it's not there anymore. It's right. Ashes and rubble. It's flattened, burning ashes. Judgment day. I went out to a uh, bar with my friend Tim Friday, and we're watching the game and having a couple so- of drinks, and <laughs> I sit next to this guy named Neil. He was a lo- he was he was a local. Of L.A., like he was a native. He lived there his whole life. He was probably like 65. And he was like the, the local drunk at this watering hole. And oh I'm so good at dodging conversations with strangers and getting off the hook yes. to like leave. Like I'm, I've become really good at, um, at distracting strangers and getting them to like stop talking. If, you know, hey, what's that? What's that? Look, look, Gone. it's a bird. What? <laughs> so anyway... He he started talking and I was like, "This is a pretty good place, you know. I, I like it, the food here." And he goes, "If you want a good meal, you know where you need to go is uh, the Pig and Whistle. Yeah, I, I've been there; it's pretty good. And uh, you know where the best meal is, Madame Matusa. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not bad too. Forty oh, minutes later, he keeps is. he keeps chiming in with uh, another good meal is, and I just finally said, "No distraction." I said, "Neil, I, I'm not looking for a place to eat. Like I don't. <laughs> oh, I thought you were." Okay. Well, anyway, wanted me, Street, let, I think, in Second Avenue. Right. I thought you wanted me to name as many restaurants as I knew. Didn't you say that? <laughs> Didn't you say, no. I thought you wanted me to tell me, you your, my life story. <laughs> yeah. I was born in Rouge. Oh, I was born in oh. Rouge. My penis was cut off when I was 12. Do you want to hear the story <laughs> about a bridge? <sighs> then he told me to never lose my sense. You must never lose us. We have that. Spoken story. penis. But yeah, that, that's the worst though. You get those people that just kind of chime in, and everybody you know has an answer for everything and a oh. story that's better than yours. Hey, that's a great ball game. Well, I, I was at a game once, and I'm, <laughs> all right. Hey, that, I like this shirt. That's why I'm wearing it. I have shirts better than you. Okay, <laughs> um, let me buy you a drink. I've had people buy me six drinks. You know what, buddy? Yeah, like, and the worst is when you're trying to just be nice. And yeah. make conversation like I'm in a bar and there's like I don't know a giant you know San Francisco Giants fan cheering they're doing good hey man you know I've been to the stadium uh, it's a great ballpark uh, I love San Francisco yeah 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 did you did you hell you know what I was there when Barry Bonds hit his uh, 725th home run when he broke broke uh, Hank Aaron's record I was there I saw <laughs> like, oh well so uh, you won't be it for another 50 years. Yeah. Hope you live that long. I was once with uh, my buddy Larry at a bar in Arkansas. Larry's a plumber by trade, and this guy, he's everywhere he goes, he's kind of advertises his business. But you know, subtly, here's a pen or, or a business card or something. And this guy entertains him, him as if he really wanted a plumbing job done. But uh, it gets the. I've listened to the conversation, and this guy acted. He kept talking about plumbing, like he knew everything about plumbing. So finally, everybody, Larry says, "Well, it's not like you need a plumber. Uh, <laughs> I need a plumber. Hey, you need a plumber? No, my toilet's fine. No, it's not. I just went in there and took a big shit in it and clogged it up. Pay me, sir. You're, you're the problem. We have staff for that. I need money, Johnny. I need money. I need money, Johnny. When is there going to be a new Montgomery? I was told. Yeah. I heard, I heard rumors. The rumor Project's gone stale. Oh, no, no, it's uh, – we're actually – that's why we met on Friday. We're going to meet up with everybody this week on Thursday and get some dates going. It's oh, it's really quick. It's a fake trailer, so it'll be – Is Tim Silk – Is that Karen like, Biscardi? Lives with? 
Yeah. It better be, actually. I can't see your face, but that better be Karen Biscardi. I can not. All right. Um, hi, Karen. Hi. Congratulations. Hi, Karen. Thank you. Karen, I know you guys have to go. I mean, you, John and I are sitting here with baseball hats on and by ourselves. You guys have wine and a, a nice Five dinner thing going on. So. Yeah, Peter I don't Perry worry about I'm not a fair weather guy, but I can see you sporting. But okay, Casey, you know what? That's actually some people I know are really pulling for for Kansas City. I wonder if uh... I'm a Phillies fan. I can't root for the Mets. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to. My my soon to be father in law is a big Mets fan, and I just can't do it. It's like I mm. something yeah. in my heart it won't let me. Uh, you know me. I say send them all, send them to the West Coast or anywhere, and bring the Dodgers back. So I feel you. Ooh. Bring them back. The L.A. Mets. Bring the bums home. That'd be kind of cool. John, my stepdad's a uh, Mets fan, and uh, oh yeah, Johnny. he's like a realist though. He's like one of the fans that's like, yeah, they suck this year. What do, what do you want to do about it? Like, he's the way he describes it. It's like Mets are like family. They let you down every year, but yeah. you still kind of go back to them. Yeah, Jimmy so. Kimmel was saying he's like, it's been really weird for me and all my friends who are Mets fans because. Any time, you know, the Mets, they, they beat the Dodgers, and then they just beat the, uh, whoever the heck they just beat, I can't remember, uh, the Cubs. We're just waiting for it to go bad. You know, we're trained to be prepared for it's it to go It's going to go south. south. But I don't know, man. They got the pitching. They got killing, and then they got that guy who's sitting home run in every game. Yeah, Matt Stairs. Murphy. Yeah, Matt, no. Matt Murphy Stairs. <laughs> Murphy was going to be let go too. They were talking about Look trading. The it's not going anywhere now. These hats, though. I mean, you know, you got to give George Steinbrenner credit for setting the precedents about grooming standards. I mean, Cotton this shirts. This this pitcher, De, De Gram. What? How do you pronounce something Francais? De Gram. De Gram. Well, he needs to be degroomed. I mean, this stuff is pouring. <laughs> He's got. He needs to be deported. Down to his ass. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you would think like he he has a horse mane collection you know, see, under his hat. I kind right. of dig that because it reminds me of the '93 Phillies. You know, they were all a bunch yeah. of inbred mullet having steroid maniacs, and so I kind of like it when they don't look the same. Like when Johnny Damon, remember when he yeah. went to the Yankees? He just looked like yeah. a. It was different, but now that he's out of the game, statue. he still stays groomed. Did you know that's true? He does. Hmm. He stays primed, prickly, and professional. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, All right. Tweet us at the podcastle at right. the underscore podcastle and on John's sex site. At, <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's the site I'm on right now. Oh. <laughs> you can plug mine, though. Your hey, did you did you get the USA Today on October twenty second? Back to the Future. It had the cover. Yeah. Youth jailed. I got me what? one of those. Remember in the movie when Doc shows him the newspaper? He's like, "Here's why we have to travel to October twenty first, right?" His son, because your kid, yeah. But, so the he shows him the newspaper before they change things, oh, and it's yeah. it's Marty McFly Jr. being like taken to jail. Oh, the, but it, the USA Today put that under. Uh... On newsstands. Oh, that's cool. I know. Did, did you I see him on um, awesome. Jimmy Kimmel? Him and Doc Brown? Yes. Wasn't yeah. that awesome? It was so funny. He comes out and you're like, he was on too. Michael J. Fox like was yeah. on point that night, you know? They both were. Yeah, it was good. 
but they he definitely does look I, old. I remember looking at uh, this was 2008. I did a small little walk on in this film. Leah Thompson was in it, and during splitterheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during lunch, I'm sitting down at a table. Leah Thompson's there, and she was wearing this T-shirt. It was said Back to the Future. It looked like a little 80s. What, what did they call it? It was like, you know, graphic T-shirt that, that barely had the shoulders on teeth. it. Yeah, wow. and it was from 1985. It was, from the, it was a little like party gift. So, wow, it still holds well. Wow. She's still wearing it, too. She was still wearing That's it. Really cool. She's living in the, the back proud. of the future, living in the past, yeah. She's proud of uh, working with Tom Wilson. Michael yeah. J. Fox. That was great. Nobody calls me y'all. That was good, man. That was really cool. You know, I remember watching that movie when I was like 10 and thinking 2015 was just, we were never going to get there. It's going to be accurate. And it was cool that everybody was celebrating it almost. <laughs> it that's what you're going to hear. I love it. What are they going to do now? Now all the dates are done and they surpass the movies? I know. It's kind of like completely dead. <laughs> People just stop watching them. They burn the DVDs. <laughs> they got a lot of things right, though. And a lot wrong. They got a lot of things right. And a lot wrong. Like what? The um, Back to the Future 2, more specifically. But um, What did they get right, though? Uh, how you can FaceTime with each other was incorporated in the movies. It wasn't called FaceTime, sure. but... Sure. Um, Needles. Flea. The uh, most cable providers, when you leave your channel on the screensavers they have, like when you boot right. up your TV, they yep. have like pictures of nature and stuff. That yep. was there, Back to the Future. Sure. Um, the 80s cafe, in a, in a roundabout way, there are a lot of retro kind of things ha today. That's true. But not not so much the 80s, 80s, but nostalgia oh. 80s. 80s um, the hoverboard, not so much. That's still yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. That's still light, light years away. Jimmy Kimmel's like, Doc's like, oh, where are the hoverboards? Right. He's like, well, nice. we, they're not really like hoverboards. And he's like, is there peace in the Middle East? And he's like, oh, no, not at all. No, of course not. No. <laughs> no. That was great. Starts taking a selfie when they're trying to like understand how dumb right. and how everything's falling apart. Yeah. They can't. They don't get it. Smile. Smile. But they did get a lot of things wrong, though. Like, I thought it was funny that in 2015, in Back to the Future world, they have flying cars, but Marty McFly is still getting a fax. Right. Like, we're still doing paper. Like, that's yeah. still an option. Yeah, they didn't, like, think about that. Um, it's, it's funny with those futuristic movies, like the Alien franchise, which I love. You know, Alien, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. You the third the Alien, alien takes seen place. any of them. Yeah, it takes There's place. Another one. You haven't seen Alien? No. Blasphemous! <laughs> you know, I gotta start writing these down. When I come down to Florida for your uh, for your wedding next year, well, I'll come down before that. But there needs to be a day of of beers and films that we need to You're watch. Right. You're right. It's funny. Agnew will do that to me sometimes. He'll be like, "John, did you see the new Star Trek? You know, the J.J. Abrams when he the, the first one." I'm like, no, I haven't seen it yet. He's like, I have a bootleg. We're watching it. We're watching <laughs> He's it. He's like, you need to see it. But on the other side of the coin, on the other flip switch of the dial, I understand why you don't want to watch some of these. Like, I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show or The Big Lebowski, and people are like, you never saw Lebowski? It's like, 
no, and I'm not going to at this point because the dude and all that stuff. Because you like it so much, I want to be like against the grain and not see it, just so we can have this conversation piece when I'm at a bar. If I'm running out of all things to say, I can say, "I never saw the Lebowski." What? Let me talk to you. Why don't you come on over? Let's have a conversation. Let's be friends. So I don't think I'm going to do it doesn't that. Abide. Like I could quote the movie, and I've only seen half of Lebowski. I fell asleep, and I just never kept watching. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's probably pretty good though. I mean, you know, it's iconic. It has a cult following, like that's crazy. So I'm sure it's good, but I feel like just like with Braveheart, it will have aged a little bit just because of yeah. when it was made. Yeah, and you gotta 90s, get that in its prime. Yeah. Even Fight Club. After I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool. I'm not blown away by it because I saw it like 12 years after it came out. Right. That's a movie that's good, but it's good. It's not great. It was probably way better at the time because yeah. there's so many movies that have copied its style that it makes the original seem kind of watered down. Right. You know what they say? Watered down. Watered down. They say the biz. The biz. Yeah, man. Crunch time. What were we talking about, though? Back to the Future. We were saying the fax machines, but then we talked about... Oh, Aliens. My point was Alien 3 with the Future was... The year is like... Something like uh, 5,000 years in the future or something. It's something ridiculous. It's like... Maybe not that much. It's... It's... At least three or four centuries ahead of present day. So it's... But they're still using like... um, Bullets in the guns. It's like you don't have lasers by then. Like you have to have something. Like you have to have late. Like you're not using bullets. Yeah, bullets. But then flying spacecrafts around. Cowboys had bullets. Yeah, don't we have like some sort of ray or some kind of like pulse we can just shoot into the air and it's lightsaber. Right. Yeah, lightsaber. That would be the ultimate weapon. The lightsaber. I watched that Star Wars trailer again, man. I watched that a few times. That's gonna be off the chain, man. It's really uh, interesting how everyone is saying, Luke's on the dark side. That's the twist. Luke's on the dark side. And I'm like, no, stop it. No, it's no. John Cena who's on the dark side. <laughs> Wait, why are they saying the twist is on the dark side? Because of the, uh, the Darth Vader homage thing? Yes, people think that that's Luke saying, I will finish what you've started. And that's not true. No. It's not Luke. And there is a clip of Luke in the trailer. It's just everyone decides not to see it because it's real quick. It's, he's putting his hand on R2-D2's head. Right. And it's like a robot hand because remember, Luke's hand is Removed. Chopped off. Right. Eaten by Jaws. <laughs> That's what they needed to do. Jaws in space. <laughs> yes. Jaws or Jaws on the island. So, no, uh, Star Wars on the island from Lost. Yeah. Lost is a great show, man. I loved Lost. You didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. No, but you finished Sam Crow. Let's hear the final review. I want to talk about Lost a little bit. I looked up some spoilers about the program. And here's what I think about the final episode here. A lot of people had questions about this. Um, Lost, the final episode. Right. You didn't seem to have any questions. You seem to have a pretty good pulse on television shows. I mean... Yeah, I'm like a TV snob. I mean, you're... Yeah, but I mean, you're really good though. Like I, out here in Los Angeles, everybody is like, "Well, you know, the symbolism that you're missing," and I could see you talking to those people and going, "No, you got it all wrong. This ah. is why. This is this. Like you were, your pulse is so good with being on shows that like, um, you should be a, uh, like a blogger or a critic of some of that stuff, man. It's really Thanks, good. Man. 
It's impressive. Brother. I, uh, I, it gives me a it's chubby. Like my, it's my... F- <laughs> It's my favorite, like, you know, like hobby. It, it's it's not that I'm just watching them. I kind of like study them. Like I, I absorb as much information from them as I can. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun. It's it relieves stress. It is a medium of the spoken <laughs> word that one of the byproducts ascertained is zest, zest, and zest. Yeah, but if you say if like uh, Jen zest will save you. If if Jen will say like, "Hey, you should watch this show. It's really good." There's like a fifty percent chance that's it's good. Right. Um, she's really good at movies. Like her movies, she's like batting a thousand. But with shows, it's like eh, it's okay. But if you say like the show is really good, um, or really bad or whatever, then it, I'll take it to heart. Like with Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. You said, uh, you know, you know how I realize it's not a good show is because I'm two episodes behind and. Right. I'm not excited about it. Like it, right. it's, which summed yeah, it up really perfectly for. You want it to be. You want it really, to be. Really, I was like giving it so many mm-hmm. benefits of the doubts that uh, it's really bad. I think without The Walking Dead, that show would not have been renewed for a second season. It was really lousy, really yeah. slow until the end. Right. But it's lucky that it has that. Um, oh. <laughs> yes. The best thing is though. You watched probably one of the last shows I'd recommend watching, Sam Crow. So every show now that I've recommended to you that you watch after Sons of Anarchy, you're going to just be blown away by. They're all so much better. You said, uh, did you say the other day it was funny? Oh, you said, uh, yeah, you got to watch Game of Thrones because uh, it's going to make Sam Crow look like Fox Kids. And I was like, ha, there's there's something called Fox Kids. So now... Now I queued up Fox Kids, and I'm obsessed with it. No, I, I, I didn't know that it existed. I don't even know if it does either. I was oh, just thinking, I, like, I don't know. It, Fox it needs to. Friends, Fox Kids, like maybe a Fox had a kids channel. In my mind, it exists. It does. And it's like the number one Republican television show for children. <laughs> but yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I, I watched the first season of Game of Thrones back when it came out. I. I I don't remember much about the show, but I watched the first season when I lived um, at my old place in Los Feliz. And then when I moved in with Jen, um, she didn't have yeah. HBO at the time. And I kind of lost the rhythm of it. Uh, and I never went okay. back. And I should have. Um, but I have HBO now, and, and uh, everybody I talk to says, you know, it's great. Watch it. But the fact that it won like 14 Emmy Awards uh, yeah. blows my mind. Dude, Peter Dinklage has I mean, won Sopranos twice. didn't do that. He's won twice for, for the character he plays. He's won two Emmys. He's a good actor, too. Oh, he's so awesome. And his character's just perfect for him. We, so, we saw him at um, the HBO Emmy party like two years ago. And uh, I was talking with Jen. I was like, oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. And um, he had a very serious look on his face. Like, he was just. Yeah. It looked like he kind of wanted to get, get out of there, or he had to tinkle. Like a, I read an interview. But I asked him. I asked him if I, he wanted, wanted to take him to the men's room and help him, you know, because he's like a little guy. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> How are we doing it here, Munchkin? How are we fucking doing No, but very serious he, face, uh, though. He hates the, the fame. He's, he's very, you know, self-conscious. I, I read, like, an interview with him. It's a really long interview, and I think the Rolling Stone, they actually did a good job. And he's just like, the attention from the show is just outstandingly uh, uncomfortable. So he's yeah. just not good in public. He's crying all the way to the bank. To the bank. And, and he's 
doing the backstroke in his pool of gold. Right. Like, like Nude. Nude. Yeah, I'm going to fire that show up this week. I'm going to... Please do. I'm going to chronicle on my blog. I have a blog that's been inactive for like a year. Oh. Last entry is like United Airlines sucks or something like that. Right. I'm going to chronicle. I'm going to chronicle on that. But, first uh, entry, United Airlines sucks. First entry, uh, Disneyland was great today. Handwritten and scanned in because I wrote it in like 85. <laughs> what? But uh, yeah, Sam Crow, man. I really enjoyed the ending of uh, Good ending, Sons huh? of Anarchy. I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I was ready for it to end. I felt like the final season was too many. Yep. Every episode had a massacre in there. Right. And they didn't respect that. The thing that made Sopranos good was when somebody got whacked, it was it pivotal. Was big. It was a big deal. And you had it every couple episodes, maybe, if right. not longer. Yeah. And it meant something. Right. You respected it. The fact yes. that Sons of Anarchy, the final season, I'll try not to give any spoilers away, too, um, if you haven't You're seen not. it. But, uh, you know, every episode there was like a bloodbath. It's overkill. And, yeah. And the fact that they were getting away with it, I'm like, not, yes. not one of these guys is getting arrested. Yes, that's what my problem was. I was like, there's no, like, challenge. Like, when they were in Ireland, they were, like, f- fucked at points. You know, the yeah. uh, IRA, I think that's what they called them. They, yes. They, own, they owned them a lot, of the, a lot of the time. But then it just became where they, no one policed them. No one had, they had all the control, so it was boring. Right. Nothing happened. But then the end was, I thought the end was good. The end was good. A lot of symbolism so in the end, too. about Sopranos, dude. They did respect the killings. And that's Respected key. it. Don't want to overdo it. It's like the guys... I always liken the guys... This is a musical reference, but... There's these guitar players like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai. And they're like these virtuosos. Where they're like the best guitar players. And the whole time, they're just like... And they're going nuts. They don't respect the solo. That's why to me those guys are so boring. Like you listen to Eric Clapton, Hendrix. They had good songs with lyrics, and then they would break out the solo and do the wow, wow, and you're like, wow, um, this is great. But then these guitar virtuoso guys don't respect like structure of the solo. They just start going out and doing frets and trills all over the place, and that becomes very boring. And I think the correlation I'm trying to make with that Sons of Anarchy is when you're doing these outrageous uh, murders. Murders. Have you seen it's you're like, all right, I kind of want like a drama scene where, you know, uh, Gemma's crying and, and like they're having a story uh, plot yeah. line exposed, you know? Right. It's too much. It's like, way too much. It's, 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 it felt like in the last episode, in the finale, they, he kills pretty much anybody else that you maybe would want to die. Yeah. He just went on like a spree, killed off anybody else that you might think at one point during the story should get killed, and he did. And then, well, I won't completely spoil the ending. That's, but, that's uh, kind of... I kind of liked how it went out that way. Yeah, it was good. They buttoned it up. And um, there was some cool symbolism at the end. There's a scene where Jack's riding his dad's motorcycle um, when he's being chased by the cops mm-hmm. towards the end, and there's a stretch of uh, road and all the cops chasing him. You see all these crows road. flying out and the symbols oh, of the Sam yes. Crow. And then the final crow like flies behind him and then just stops flapping the wings and f- flies straight against the devil's back like the song. That was like one of the uh, subtle ones. I didn't, I don't remember that. And then there was a lot of symbolism with uh, the homeless lady 
And the bread and the wine represented like a foreshadowing of a Last Supper because the it was the bread and the wine, and that was very prominent. And at the end, the well, I won't give this away, but at the end, there's the, a clip of the bread and the wine on the ground, and you see something move towards it, and it's uh, symbolic of that. You see, his, you see blood run towards the the, the oh. this wine soaked bread at the end. And uh, there's a few other ones, but yeah, it was it was a good send off, man. It was a good send off. Interesting. I thought it was good. Yeah, but yeah, it, it should have ended like two seasons earlier. It would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been tighter, sharper, cleaner. Because what they did was uh, more zesty. It would have been more zesty for the smoking pot. The Sopranos, remember, they build up that last season, and then the last two episodes, people are just getting whacked left and right. And it was like a payoff of what you wanted right. to see. They built yes. up all these story arcs, and at the end, you're like, Bobby's getting whacked, and then yes. Phil. And you're like, this is paying off. And with Sam Crow last season, it's just, nah, it's a bloodbath. I'm going to see what's on Fox Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect Strangers. Much better. Balki Bartokamu. Balki Bartokamu. But yeah, man. So yeah, that's all I got. Sam Crow, done. So. Eagles. Eagles in an hour, mofo. Yeah, we're going to get the Eagles going on in an hour. John and I will be broadcasting live. <laughs> no, we're not. We're going to be wasted. I would do it. So. We should plan that, though. We should do a live uh, I know. broadcast. Like on a Thursday night or Monday night football. Yeah. We should do that. During, during the game and just do random drop-ins of what's going on. What we should do, in my opinion, is do it's it in the nude. No. <laughs> we should, um, you know, we won't be able to do that. What, call the game live? That'd be pretty funny. No, we can't do that. I was going to say we could do a video feed on YouTube. Like, you do the live feeds, the streams, oh, yeah. and have the game playing through there. But uh, I don't. I wouldn't know how to do that without... Just have the game on in the background. We could do that. I don't think we get in trouble for that. Yeah, we could, like, just have the camera so you can't see the bottom of the screen where they have, like, you know, the yes. score updates. We're really here! Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, man. This well, is you fun. enjoy the rest of the night. What are you going to do? Are you going to jump into The Walking Dead like at halftime, or, or I mean, what? I I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to wait till um, till the tomorrow. game's over and then watch Fired Up tonight. Oh yeah, I forgot you have so much more time than me. Bah, 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 bah. Let right. me let me say one more thing before we go, if I may, real quick. No, Daylight no. savings time is next weekend, <gasps> or it ends. Have you ever Fall used back. that to your advantage to get out of like coming into work late or school or something like that? Oh, come on. Right. Really? But, That's like on page one. Right. But but I did that. I tried to do that once and I got the things mixed up. It was when you forwarded it. Um, it was when I, I guess I thought the times would be forward forward and they were actually back. So I showed up earlier thinking it would I could get it like later. However, that worked out. And they're like right. – I'm like, yeah, sorry, Blaine, everybody. Didn't do that time. You're actually an hour early. You can get yeah. started on your work. Oh, well, uh, um, never mind. I guess um, we're going to get this day started. Fuck my life. <laughs> All right. Tweet us at the podcastle uh, at the underscore podcastle. Underscore. As always, I'm Matthew Clark saying goodnight. See ya. And Godspeed. She says, just like Maria. Oh.